Woo! What's up, y'all? Happy Monday! Welcome back to the Call to Action Network. Hanging out with us on this Monday night on Chill to Action. You know me, it's your girl, Denny Joy, here, hanging out with uh, my favorite my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio. You said that enough. You're, not, you're still stumbling over it, though. Are you trying to I say can't, something? Or? I will never get this intro right. Paul, how many times have we done the show? I believe this is 41, 41st time, perhaps? Maybe 42. This is coming close. It's about that many. And still, to this day, I have never been able to land that intro or the outro. There's just no, like... You're getting close. That's the, <laughs> that's the glory of this show. It's all fun. It's all good. It's And it's always live. It is. It's always live. And that's how live works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you uh, can't take takes. It's true. It's me. It's me. It's PLD. I'm happy to be here. I love talking to Showdown competitors and Showdown people so much. I especially love when they're from the Star Wars division because that's my division. I, I love myself from Star Wars. Big time fan. So I can't wait to introduce who we have on tonight. But I'll let you do that, Danny, because it's, it's your show. You know? yeah. it's your, you're, the, you're the host lead. So. It's our show, Paul. We we'll do this together. This is our sweet little love child. No, that's true. Right. <laughs> that's right, y'all. Ooh, if you saw that wonderful thumbnail by Mr. Jake Yacoveta, then you know dang well who we got coming on to the show tonight. We have the one, the only, the luminous, the uh, the wonderful, the spectacular, the one, the only, Miss Lights Out. The Lights Out. <laughs> Laura Kelly. What's up, friends? You don't need to argue about whose show it is because it's my show now. <laughs> Welcome. Look at the dark side coming out. I love it. I love this turn of events. You're making your manager proud, that's for sure. When corruption comes on, they definitely take over. <laughs> it's insane. I was ready to come on here and like make fun of you guys for both drinking White Claws, but I see that Paul's got something else there. What do you got tonight there? I got the Jack Daniels. I either do Jameson or Jack Daniels. The girls like to do the White Claw, but I never was able to be converted into that. I I have to yeah. stick with our stuff. Yeah, white I'm not a fan either. I got a, I got a nice white blend, some wine from South Africa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now we're, we got a lot from the different spectrums of the alcohol spectrum. We're just we're very well diverse. Hell yeah! <laughs> yes, yes. That is that is the diversity that matters. We're <laughs> showing <laughs> the alcohol diversity. That's not much, but we are trying to do our best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, throw, she throws us up there right away. We got our first super chat of the night. Mumi Fenobi, we have a good friend. Uh, great guest. Laura is one of my favorite Star Wars competitors. I'd like to see Laura Andrew in the final. Damon versus Damon is a nice storyline, but Laura rocks. Thank you very kindly. That's awesome. <laughs> Yes, Laura Kelly, it's been amazing to watch you play inside of the Schmodown. And um, it's been nice to see you kind of really get through this. So, Laura, we always like to ask our guests the first question of the night, and that's always, like, why Schmodown? Like, what got you into the Schmodown? What kept you into the Schmodown? All of that good, great stuff. Um, you know, the, the what got me into the Schmodown really stemmed from the the – Star Wars Celebration five-way competition. And I had was in the early stage, not really early stages, I guess. We were in like the late stages of getting ready to launch a Star Wars podcast, me and uh, my co-host Alice, and saw that they were going to be doing a Schmodown competition at Celebration. We had seen the Schmodown competitions before. Um, I got into it thanks to Sam Witwer and Freddie Prince Jr., the Force Bros, playing uh, the, some of those early Star Wars matches. I was super into those. Yeah. And when I uh, saw the chance to be able to compete, I had seen the competition that took place 
uh, at Celebration 2017. And I remember watching it and thinking, I can do this, so I need to do this. And when I replied to Christian Harloff's tweet saying that they were doing a celebration uh, competition, I did not expect him to respond, um, but he DM'd me fairly quickly and, and said that he had a spot open. So that's, that's kind of where it all started for me. And I don't think it was supposed to be anything. I don't think they knew what to expect from me. I don't think they expected anything. Uh, I don't think I was supposed to come in and do as well as I did, but I uh, I was very happy with how I performed that day, and it you know snowballed from there. Awesome. So you were there in person in 2017 celebration. In 2017, I was there. I did not see the competition. That was my first celebration, and you know when you're at your first I celebration, did. you have like no idea what you're doing, and you're just wandering around aimlessly. And if you pretend like you know what you're doing you get up at the ass crack of dawn and you go to the early panels and then you pass out at two o'clock in the afternoon and that's what i did so i don't i don't even i didn't even know that they were doing a shmodan competition there all i was there for was like the rebels panel and i didn't care about anything else <laughs> and i uh <laughs> so when i when, but i watched it later and i was like oh my god what is this like i had no idea that they were even there what the hell uh so that was yeah that was my intro to it but i didn't get to see it live in person that year because oh, i was Probably asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. that, that was my first celebration too. And I, I end up, I walked, I went to the 40th anniversary panel. Love that. But I was like, I'm getting old. I can't sleep out overnight for the, the episode eight panel. So I went. Oh said, God. Isn't it uh, awful? Like so I, so I didn't go to the 40th anniversary. I just went to, I went to the last Jedi and I went to rebels and I, yeah, I didn't have a ticket for whatever day. I think it was Thursday. The right. The anniversary happened. That's awesome. Uh, Okay, Buck. Okay, Buck. Five dollars. PLD been over be wearing a Star Wars shirt. I'll be judging you hardcore. I know. I didn't even think about. It. I don't have my Star Wars shirt. I had. I almost always wear a Star Wars shirt. Like almost yeah. all my like at least three quarters of my T-shirt collection is Star Wars. I didn't wear it today. Uh, I'm judged. I feel myself judged. Yeah. But that's okay. I have never forced Paul to come in a uniform for the show, but I maybe I should implement that rule. Is Must Sean? be nice. I have to show up in and I have to show up in a uniform everywhere I go. But <laughs> I have lots of uniforms. I have lots of Star Wars representation in my wardrobe, so I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so my favorite stuff. All right. Well, you've been in the league for a little bit now. You've had some. You've been definitely getting better each time you come out. You seem more convinced. Now, the question I had is that you showed a little bit of Christian called you out at one point for being a little less confident. Like in your match, you kind of had that promo from Four Spectacular where you were, you seemed like, oh, I don't know if I could beat Alex Damon and everything else. You went to Spectacular, <laughs> you, you put on a hell of a match. Don't quite, don't quite beat him, but hey, it's the demon. But then you came back, and this and this time, ever since you were drafted by uh, Shannon Barn and Corruption, it's like you made a 180 and you just appear more confident than I've ever thought you possibly could after your first interview. What was it that made you flip that switch? Well, so getting drafted by corruption was a big factor. Um, I, I wasn't expecting it at all. When the draft was happening, I was like almost fully tuned out of everything. Cause I coming off of that. So of the spectacular, um, I was, I mean, I was hardcore bumming, you know, like that was, that was rough. And people kept telling me like, you know, Hey, you know, at least you didn't get like knocked out. You can get TKOs. So that's good. And I'm like, you know, that's not good enough for me. That's not what I define as a, a solid performance. So I was super disappointed. Um, and even, you know, kind of leading up to this, the the announcement of this tournament, I was still kind of like, I don't know, like there probably isn't going to be anything Star Wars until later this year. And now the whole year is up in the, in the air because of all this, you know, coronavirus stuff. So I kind of didn't know what to expect, but I think, 
once it got announced, it was really kind of a quick thing where I had to get my ass in gear and I had to make sure that I wasn't coming out here and letting down this team that was now depending on me, um, you know, for in whatever fashion, whether it just be for points or just to not look like an idiot up on the stage. Like I just, <laughs> I just needed to like, I, you know, that idea, I think the pressure of having, you know, a team and having that group behind you uh, kind of being dependent on you is a huge, a huge factor for me. So I was, I was excited to switch it up this year and kind of come out swinging in a different fashion. And I'm, I'm really happy with how it's going so far. And I, I'm, I'm a different player this year, you know, not only in kind of the attitude that I'm trying to present, but also in, in my knowledge, I have been brushing up on quite a lot of, um, of new information and in, in spots that I know are weak spots for me. Um, and where I, I know where I have gaps in my knowledge. And, you know, at, at this point I look back and I'm just like, how in the hell did I think that I could get up there and go up against him at that point where I was sort of in my knowledge base. And I'm, I feel much more confident overall in the things that I've picked up since then. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where this road goes. Well, so far, so good. That's for sure. Yeah, you've had a, a match in the tournament, and you've pretty much shown show exactly where you stand. So uh, yeah, I and I think what's what's also super amazing about that whole thing is that like you haven't been necessarily like into Star Wars as long as a lot of other people that are super into Star Wars have been because it wasn't until uh, fairly recently that you started getting into Star Wars, right? Yeah, no, that's true. So I didn't really, I wasn't really a Star Wars fan. Um, it really didn't get involved in like the fandom and stuff until about like 2015. Um, at that point, I had seen The Phantom Menace. Like I saw it when I was a kid. I think it was like probably the summer after it came out because it was like one of those like $2 movies or something you could go see in the summer. Uh, and I, I remember seeing it and being like, what the hell is this? Um, and like really kind of, it didn't really, you know, connect with me then. And it wasn't until I saw the trailer for The Force Awakens and I had like that weird sort of like out of body experience where you're like in a room surrounded by people and like something happens on the TV and it's then it's just you in the room with the TV and what's happening on screen. And there's nothing, everything else just like melts away and disappears. And it just like sucked me in, in that like crazy way and just hasn't ever let go. And it, it, it sort of led from, you know, getting wanting to sort of get prepared to go see the force awakens when it came out and watching all the movies leading up to that. And then I got into star Wars rebels and that's what really kind of hooked me. And that's what brought me into like star Wars Twitter, where I needed to find a community to talk about this show that I loved that nobody in my family understood why I loved it. Cause it was a kid show and like, they still <laughs> don't understand. And I still have like mystified several of my friends being like, and it was on it was on Disney XD and, and for for yeah. the really little kids and I, I'm like yes yes it was yes no no judgment <laughs> yeah I mean like I'm glad that it, I'm so glad that it's on like Disney Plus now so that people like yeah. I I every time that I see that people are watching Star Wars Rebels and they like tweet about it and they're like how did I not know about this show I'm just like yes another one. Another oh. one of my peoples here. I'm so happy. I love yeah. that it's like getting spread around like wildfire now. I love hearing you say that because um, there. Obviously, I don't want to get into deep too deep, but there's some toxicity in the Star Wars fandom, as obviously. But like, as someone who 
There might be just a little. <laughs> yeah, there is. Didn't know as that. As growing up, me, I grew up like the first movie I ever saw in the theaters was Empire Strikes Back. When I, that's how old I am. I'm an, old, I'm an older guy, obviously. But I mean, I went through the original trilogy. I stayed in line, stayed up overnight, sleep, slept over at my local mall to get tickets for the Phantom Menace. But I love that every new generation is still finding ways to bring new people into the fold. People who so get so committed, like yourself, that go back and watch everything. It's just. I don't think there's any other franchise that's ever brought as much as the toxicity has hit. It still has brought more people together than any other franchise in the history of film and, uh, and fa even sci-fi fantasy, as far as I'm concerned. So I love that that is the case. And have you had any cases where that, like you've met uh, older fans, like people who love the OT, people who love the PT, and you've been able to have that kind of interesting connection, seeing where you came from a different, you came from the ST, so to speak, the sequel to Disney era. Um, have you had any experiences that are good, bad, uh, anything like brought bring up? You know, I really haven't had anything bad. And I think that that's a huge fear when any fan, um, like any Star Wars fan meets another Star Wars fan out in the wild. They're like, oh, God, like, how is this going to go? Like, this can go one of a few ways. You can immediately start bashing the prequels. Mm -hmm. You can immediately start bashing The Last Jedi. Um, or you can just, like, make fun of me for being a girl and not actually know anything and start quizzing me, making me think... You know, because you think that unless I know Star Wars trivia, I can't be a real Star Wars fan. Oh, um, so, yeah. you know, it it really can just go one of those few ways. And and I'm really happy to say that I really haven't encountered that that often. I kind of expect it whenever I, like, see someone on the wall that's, like, wearing a Star Wars shirt. And then I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt. And I'm, like, when you're, like, passing by and you're, like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Um, and it ha actually one time when I was down in, like, the South Loop here in Chicago, mm -hmm. I was just out for a walk. And I had on my... I have on the I have those orange Sperry's that have the Rebel Starbird symbol oh, okay. on them, yeah. and I was walking just walking by, and some dude like tapped me on the shoulder like as I was walking through a crosswalk, and he's like, "Hey, I like your shoes." And I was like, <laughs> "Thank you, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you for not being a dick for no reason. I appreciate that. <laughs> just like it's just one of those things when you're a Star Wars fan, like you just have to expect it. I mean, like." Even now, like when I'm scrolling through TikTok, if I see that somebody's like about to do some kind of Star Wars something, I'm just kind of like, oh boy, <sighs> what's oh it gonna boy. be? Oh and boy. yeah, it's it's interesting. It is. <laughs> and it's funny watching. I mean, as someone like I said, who grew up, like I feel like I've seen. I was there during the prequel wars when they basically people he hated the prequels when they came out for not being the original trilogy, and watching the same people now. Are like bashing the sequel trilogy, and also and they turned around and love the prequels for what it's like. Where is it like? Where? Why? What? What is going on here? Why? I just love what you love. It's all Star Wars. You don't have to love everything, but just it's there. Enjoy it. Be nice to each other. Be kind to each yeah. other. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 interesting to see kind of where it's evolved and who is making movies now. Like when you look at at J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson and, and Gareth Edwards, and you see these people who are. I mean, I think we obviously know that J.J. Abrams is an OT fan, and yeah. you can see what kind of movies a person who is an OT fan makes. Mm -hmm. And I will just be really curious to be like maybe 10, 20 years in the future and see what kind of Star Wars movies are being made by people who were who grew up and were shaped by the prequels. I will mm -hmm. be really, really interested to see how the fandom evolves and how it grows and how the how movie making evolves when those people are the ones that are growing up and becoming, you know, the, the sort of major directors in the Hollywood space. And hopefully that brings in more diversity, but we know that it'll bring in sort of a different mindset if they're coming from 
uh, you know, if they grew up with the prequels as their Star Wars. I I'm excited to see where it goes. This Star Wars fandom is so fun and it can be really, I know that it can be really toxic, but it can be really fun and really enjoyable. And it's a community that I desperately needed yes. uh, when I, you know, first fell in love with the fandom because I just wasn't ever surrounded by, you know, I didn't have, my parents aren't really super nerdy. My siblings really aren't, they don't really get it. Like, you know, mo even most of my like, IRL friends kind of aren't so <laughs> I'm just I'm the oddball out so things like Star Wars Celebration things like Star Wars Twitter like that's where I find my people and you know that's where I can I can feel normal for a little while <laughs> to be honest what is normal <laughs> <laughs> right god uh. so you've been doing Star Wars bar trivia for quite some time now is that correct yeah, it was kind of shortly after Star Wars Celebration, probably, that I kind of started poking around in that realm here in Chicago. So that would have been um, like 2017, that approximately when that started. And then I met Alice, um, who hosts my show with me, and she uh, she and I met the week after The Last Jedi came out. And we had been like sort of going around the circuit of bars who were doing Star Wars trivia because the movie had just come out and the theme trivias were everywhere. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how we met and teamed up and that, yeah, it, it went from there, you know, the whole idea of, should we should do a podcast? And I was like, no. And then I was like, yes, we should. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should. And, uh, I am a big fan of, uh, Force Toast. It is a very fun podcast. It's a bi-weekly podcast, which is great. Um, and sad because sometimes I just want to hear, hear your oh, voice. Thank you so much. That's really nice of you. I yeah. appreciate you listening. No, no, it's a, it's definitely a great podcast. So anyone who hasn't heard it, please go out there and listen to it. So where did this idea for Force Toast come from? Just, just from well, doing bar trivia with each other? Yeah, it definitely stemmed from there because we would go around and, you know, we had all these like winnings from from winning at trivia and we would just kind of sit around at, you know, different bars like these restaurant groups would give out gift cards for their other restaurants. And so we'd go to those and split a bottle of wine. And I'm sure it was like our first or second like friend date where Alice was like, we, I mean, we would talk about pot, like Star Wars podcasts and which ones we listen to, which ones we like, why we like them. And she would she was like, we should we should do a Star Wars podcast. And I was like, no, we shouldn't because there are too many of them. We've discussed how many there are. And I don't really think we need to contribute to the noise. Um, and then, but you know, it's one of those things where like you start thinking about it and you're like, well, here's what I would do differently. And here's where I think we could do, be doing something that isn't already being done. And here's where I think, you know, it seems like our voices are missing because there aren't a ton of women in their 30s who are single who like to drink, who do Star Wars trivia. Like that's kind of a weird, random thing that we could put out there in the universe and just see what happens. And it kind of just evolved from us sitting around getting drunk and talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Sure, that's a very good point you bring up. You have definitely more unique voices in there. I mean, I started I started my own YouTube channel recently, and I threw a Star Wars thing together for a little bit when the Clone Wars came out. Um, and I kind of stopped it recently because I knew that again, like you said, there's a lot. There's so many podcasts out there. I didn't like. I wasn't adding anything unique, so I was like, I'm going to shut this down, and maybe I'll come back with something when I figure it out something else. But I do like that we have different generations now. You're playing female, a female side of things, the sequel trilogy side of things, as far as things. So it's great to have that voice out there. That's why I do commend you for that. I think it's it's, it's awesome that you're representing in that fashion. So. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. And I, I've been really surprised with sort of how quickly it's grown. And, um, you know, it, it's 
we've had it going for a little over a year now. We had like our one year anniversary in February and yeah, we're really happy with like the numbers we're seeing and sort of the, you know, the number of followers we have on Twitter always seems to be growing and it's great. You know, we're really happy with how it's going and it's so fun because it's a great creative outlet um, for me because I have a, I have a journalism degree that I don't really use. And so this is kind of the one thing where I get to like, I get to spend some time writing and I get to, you know, like really sort of put some of that those skills to use and it's it's been great I, i'm really enjoying it you know and it's sort of the thing that got me into the schmo now when i was just like oh my friend and i have a podcast like it's not out there yet but we have one it's coming <laughs> and uh we do trivia and uh is that cool is that good enough and they were just like sure <laughs> come, on, come on in y'all Mm -hmm. that's my impression of, of christian harloff i don't know if you could tell it's, it's, oh that was spot on that was definitely it yeah that sounded just like, yeah. it definitely sounded like a little new york like it was perfect yeah totally <laughs> the best new york accent that you could ever hear no, mm -hmm. um, the 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 podcast is a very great show to listen to, especially for someone like me who uh, I feel like I'm in the same boat as you. Like I came into into the Star Wars game very late, so as someone who doesn't necessarily know the entire world of Star Wars, your podcast definitely breaks breaks down the news and everything coming in a way that I very much enjoy. Um, especially like the book part of it like you guys talk like especially like your last episode it was very book heavy so i very much enjoy stuff like that so great content on there thank you i appreciate yeah we get that a lot that people are like you know i really do not have time to read all these books so it's kind of nice that you guys do this recap segment where you talk about them and i can kind of get in the know and i've yeah thank you for that i, yeah. I really appreciate that and we really do try to have a lot of fun with it and kind of keep it light and loose and fun and silly yeah, I did the same thing with the with the, your clone with the Clone Wars rewatch that you all did, like when you were recapping the seasons. Like I use that to just kind of cheat my way through Clone Wars. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! God, I, that was like one of the most fun segments for me, like ha that we've ever done. And I think part of it was because so much of it was scripted that we would like have our notes sort of in front of us while we were talking like much more so when we're just kind of like free flying on our show like our our notes for the recaps were it was a lot more scripted and i had so much fun preparing for the those clone wars episodes so thank you that really means a lot that you say that i really <laughs> no, appreciate that no, i really did enjoy those very much that's all right i'm gonna ask the question now everybody asks the star wars fans um, i always ask that what watch order do you do you watch the movies on Ooh, okay. So I guess my question is, what's the circumstance? Like, just what's my general preference? What do I recommend to a new watcher? Or what do I do for studying for trivia? It's true. It's actually true you bring it up because it is true for everybody. For everybody. I guess the first thing I'd ask would be, of somebody who's never watched it before, where would you go? I would go release order. Me too. I think that's the best way to do it because everything is based on it, right? Like, you have to yeah. Look, yeah. There, the things are there. But, Okay. Now, what about, I'm interested to hear you brought up one I never really thought about, trivia. For As far as trivia goes, what order do you watch it though? So my order for trivia is completely random and it's never the same. So <laughs> I make myself a, like, a schedule um, sort of, you know, at this point I'm kind of one movie a day is where, where I'm at in, in the process. And there is no rhyme or reason whatsoever to it. If I had to say that it's anything, it's probably a little bit of like, this is a movie I really like watching. This is a movie I maybe don't like as much. It's not one of my favorites. This is a movie I really like, and it goes every other one, kind of in that order. Um, but also sometimes, like I try to 
then sometimes like reverse it. Like after my first match, now I'm kind of going backwards because I'm like, all right, well, I had studied the Phantom Menace most like at the farthest back in the schedule during the last match. So maybe I end with that this time. So it's a little bit more fresh, like that kind of thing. So it's totally random. It really is. <laughs> it's out of control. <laughs> okay. Um, then I'll ask the third one then. Like if you just, not for trivia, not for anything else, but you want to watch it in some kind of chronological order, but you want to watch it, would you still watch it release order or is there a different order you would watch it now? I would probably go chronological. chronological. Yeah, just for fun. I mean, if it was just me and I there was no one else that was involved in it, I would I would probably just start chronological and go in that order just because it's kind of fun to see things, I don't know, evolve in that order. It's You're kind of like, oh, what if they had done it this way? And then you're like, no. That's not an option. That's not real. <laughs> have, you ever tried, have you ever tried the machete order? The feigned machete order? Um, so I'm like, I don't think so because I'm not super familiar with exactly what that is. Like, I, I know I've heard of it, but I, I couldn't tell you the actual sequence of it. I know that, like, you do you go back to prequels in the middle of the OT? That's it's, how it works, right? It's four or five. It's basically how they, it just says you go four or five, and then at the end of five, you act as after the Vader reveal, you do like one, two, and three as a flashback. So you see Anakin fall. And then yeah. you go back to six to have the final finale, and it kind of like keeps it keeps the Leia reveal a little bit. Yeah. It keeps the Vader reveal fresh, but you get to see that how Anakin fell. It's a very interesting concept. The sequel trilogy just throw at the end now because it wasn't there when the machete thing was made or whatever. But it's a very interesting way to do it. If you ever took a chance to do it that way, it's kind of different things. You see different things in a different fashion. So I, I liked it quite a bit. So I try to do that now. Yeah, I like it. Very cool. That would, be, that would be the way that I would introduce it to like my nieces and nephews. Like if they wanted to get into Star Wars, that would be the way that I would introduce it to them. Yeah, That's that cool. makes sense. I like yeah. it. I, have you? Uh, how old are they approximately? Oh my goodness, they're fifteen and fourteen. No, I'm sorry, fifteen and sixteen. What the gotcha. Eastern so they're they're like too old for the uh, the what the galaxy of adventure type of stuff and whatnot. Yeah. I love that they're like that. They're making those. I think those are so fun. I love that it's like this little like minute and thirty second thing. That's like this great little way to get like really little kids into it. Like, yeah. And I just think that they're cute. I think the animation's beautiful. So I love that kind of stuff. But no, that's cool. If they're older, then like, and they can like actually grasp and have the like the attention span to sit and watch you know movies like that i, I totally get that yeah. I like it. yeah and then especially because like it's the whole thing like with the reveal of luke and leia like towards the end i feel like that would be a fun thing to hold back for a while yeah yes it does there there is an order he says you can skip episode one because it's not as important as the saga i always watch episode one because there's enough cool stuff in it for me to like i like darth maul I don't want to skip how could you maul. skip yeah. episode one miss yeah. darth maul and yeah. like duel the fates and liam neeson like what the that's I what i say too i go to each their own i suppose but like jesus <laughs> uh, but. i say that as the person who saw the phantom menace when they were like 11 years old and was just like meh but like you know <laughs> We all grow and evolve. So. Yeah, but I think now going back, looking at it, especially not having like super nostalgic ties to it, I think it's understandable to see why the Phantom Menace is important to this entire franchise with the whole Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn. Well, also, if you think about it, oh, have you watched, I'm sure, have you watched the Mandalorian behind the scenes reel? Uh, the Star Wars gallery thing. Where, I'm uh, way behind on 
Star Wars gallery. I like, I just haven't had time. I mean, like my whole thing is like, I have to like study at any, and I have a fucking full-time job that sucks. And I have to, you know, (laughs) it's just sucks. Like I I can't keep up with all the, with the Disney gallery stuff. I think I've seen, I've seen two episodes of it. Whatever one where Dave Filoni goes on the 10 minute rant about the Phantom Menace. That's That's the the most recent thing. (laughs) That's the important one I'm talking about for as far as this yeah. related to this conversation. Got it. Is that Dave Point does have that big long diatribe about how that duel of fates means for the whole saga. And like I love watching that because I love like all the directors are there and they're all like hanging on his like last word, like, wow. Like, can you imagine being in the room? I'd be like <laughs> And he's like, you know, oh, did I go on too much? And they're like, no, go, go, keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, great. But so let me ask this then. Now that you can, if you start with the Disney era as a thing, do you have what's your favorite Star Wars film? Do you have one? Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. It is okay. Very well. It is. I, yeah. I very much enjoyed that movie. I did too. I did too. I loved it because here's my thing. I wasn't I, for me. It was kind of my first full experience as a Star Wars fan. Like when when the Force Awakens came out, I was too afraid to go see it opening night with all the hardcore fans. Like I was just like. I'm not there yet, uh, but I I was I was excited to see. So I saw it like I think the following weekend or something. But uh, for Rogue One was the first one where like I was hanging on every word on Twitter, every behind like every leak, every spoiler that came out. Like I was just like enthralled um, from from start to finish. I was so excited, um, and I. I that was the first one that I saw like opening night with my friends like got a big group to go see it in theaters and I remember like (laughs) I was like crying in the theater because it was so good and it was like so emotional special at the end and at one point I like looked over my sister had like showed up to the movie and it was like because it got released around the holidays right so she'd come from her work holiday party she was extremely champagne drunk (laughs) <laughs> he like fell asleep in the middle of the movie and at one point i think she was sitting a couple people down for me i woke up she like woke up at the very end and i was like sitting there crying and she wakes up and just bursts out laughing because admiral radis was on the screen and she's like why is that guy's eyeballs on his shoulders like, and just, like, like really loudly and it was just like i mean it was just like one of the freaking funniest like full circle experiences of my life of getting to see that movie kind of get like watching the process of it, like get made via Twitter and then seeing the full thing kind of come together with, you know, my big group of friends and seeing that random thing happen where she was just like, it burst out laughing at Admiral Radis. Like it, it was just fantastic. <laughs> I mean, the whole experience start to finish was great and it's just a great movie. It's a great, yes. it's a fantastic war movie. Um, it's, yeah. I love that it's a little bit darker. It's maybe a little bit more adult than some of the other movies, given that everyone just kind of like kicks to the bucket at the end. Um, and, you know, the Vader scene at the end, I just freaking love. Like, I remember being so thrilled. And it, it's one of those that the whole experience is really kind of what what made it my favorite Star Wars film, um, I think. But I just I just love it. It's great. That's Absolutely. awesome. Well, we've talked a lot about Star Wars. I'm going to get into the next segment pretty soon. But I do want to ask one question back to the showdown. We have seen Alex Damon make the jump from Star Wars to Inner Geekdom. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you have ever thought? Is there any other? Are you well-versed in other uh, other Inner Geekdom fandoms at all? Not at all. No. I, unfortunately, I, I get this question a lot. And I wish I could say that I would, I would be able to successfully make that jump. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty... All I have in terms of like the those categories is Star Wars and Potter. Oh, I don't okay. have 
any knowledge in anything else. I love the MCU. I think it's a lot of fun. And I, I've seen, I've seen all of them. I've seen some of the other movies that are in these categories, but I just, I, I'm missing so many of them. I mean, like Middle Earth, I've seen two Star Trek movies in my entire life. I've seen each of them maybe twice. Like, it's just, it's not a realistic thing for me, I don't think. And, you know, I wish I could say otherwise. You know, maybe there'll be a day where I just, like, grow totally bored of Star Wars and I'm just like, Star Trek it is. Or Middle Earth it is. Or all of the above and, and see where it goes. But it's not something that I, I see realistically happening for me anytime soon. But you had mentioned Potter. So you think you might be able to hold your own in a Harry Potter like exhibition match maybe or something. Oh, I think I definitely could. Yeah, I no. think I definitely could. There was, I mean, I, I love watching, I enjoy watching the inner geekdom uh, matches and anytime somebody spins Potter, like I am sitting there like, yes, <laughs> like I'm, and I usually do okay. So I think I, I think I could do okay in something like that. That said, I would have liked to have thought that I would do okay in like the Jurassic Park exhibition match. And then I saw some of those questions and I was like, oh no, oh no, no, no. Oh, I wouldn't, I didn't, I was not at all prepared for this. I'm glad I did not throw my hat in the ring for that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, you, you got your tournament coming up. You gotta, you're gonna face um, Ace next. Um, I am. How do you, how do you feel your, how do you feel that's gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like my chances. I gotta you be like honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Um, I think it'll be. It's it's been interesting because it was one thing going up against Sean, where there really wasn't. I didn't have a ton to go off of in mm. terms of like what he knew and didn't know. He mm. had played one match, and I learned that he had almost no notice that that match was happening. So it really wasn't a good basis for me to go off of, of what does he know and not know? Right. Um, he, he was a bit of a mystery. I've had, I've gotten a little bit more out of ACE. I have a better idea of what he knows and doesn't know. Um, and the types of questions that tend to, to, um, knock him off. So I think that I, I'm, I feel more confident going into this match actually than I did with Sean, which is interesting. Um, that was an interesting, it was an interesting turn of events for me watching his match against Napsok because that, the, there seemed to be a bit of a shift in question difficulty. Yes. And I'm, I haven't that. really been following kind of what other people have been saying, and I really didn't follow the chat all that closely. So I'm not sure if, if other people are talking about this too, but it's definitely something that I observed. Um, uh, that they seem to be kicking it up a notch a little bit. I will say that the Star Wars fans that I've talked to um, behind the scenes all said, we all are like, wow, that, that first round was much, much deeper cuts than they usually have, but there was so much surface yeah. before. Like, I mean, I, we could play through and get a perfect round almost if you weren't even a huge Star Wars fan. But this, they, they definitely kicked it up a notch. I'm wondering if that's going to be, is that a response to the talk? Because in general, across the Schmodown, this season has been more, the first round has been more, simpler questions as it as it were that's that's been, been talked about i wonder if that's actually a response to that or if it just happened to be a difficult round one i, I don't know i'm interested to see the next match to see how, how that first round goes but i feel like you're not gonna have an issue with that anyway because you haven't missed a first round question yet so uh, i'm not gonna knock no, it no i oh, haven't okay, um but i did I will say that I <laughs> had a little bit of fear when I said that in my promo. I was like, I don't know if I should even say this because now I have a target on my back. I think <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, they're going to like throw a random like five pointer into round one to just like try and throw people off. And I, I legitimately yeah. think that's what they've been doing. Like, I mean, that 
that Kenton Lang question in the last match, I was like, Jesus, like that's yeah. not a first round question. You know, like I knew it, but the um, it which just surprised me when that was in there because that was like that seemed a little bit out of left field for me. But I like it, you know, like I like that, like throw those random deep cuts in there, right. like give give the these people that are are throwing everything they have into studying for these matches because you have to because Star Wars is getting so deep cut. Um, you know, you really don't have any choice. You have to go in with that kind of preparation. So yeah. I'll, I'll be curious to see how the next match goes. This is going to be, yeah. this has got, it's gotten really fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. So it's, I'm excited to see, uh, see how this continues. Yeah. There's not many uh, divisions or leagues that has uh, like a minor character, an actor playing a minor character in a movie being like a round one question because Stature is not even in it that much. So that's pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm worried with you on that one. So. Yeah, I like it. This has been an excellent tournament so far. Um, it, it's it been an interesting tournament because every single match feels like like it, that could be a championship match. So I think that's, I think the Star Wars League has really uh, like leveled up in a different sort of way, especially now that there's an abundance of players. And I also think that it's very great to see that there's definitely a possibility for the finals to be Laura Kelly versus Molly Damon and to have two women coming into the finals and possibly going off for the Star Wars belt. So I think that that's great also. Oh, I love it. I love that possibility. And I would fully be on board for uh, Andrew Demolanta getting to eat shit at any occasion. So, wow, <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped to uh, maybe see that go down. We'll see. Oh, oh I like that. I like that. I sort like of savor that a little bit. You know, he's just a little, he's just like, he's so like, let me at it. Eh. I just need to like, I just, I need to see him go down, you know? And I would love for it to not be me that has to take him down again. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, Eric definitely watches this show with us. I'm so going to hopefully he takes that out for a promo. I'm hoping for that. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> well, everybody, I think it's time for a little bit of this or that. If you know, if you've watched the show before, then you know what this is. I'll be asking Laura two things, and she gets to choose between them. She can either ask for clarification or make up her own clarification, whatever she really wants to do. Some of them will be our standard questions, and some of them will be specifically written for her. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty much all Star Wars because I don't get the chance to talk Star Wars enough, so I'm going to just keep on talking Star Wars as much as I can. So... <laughs> First question we always ask is one I might need to I might need to clarify for you uh, as a Star Wars competitor. As you know, Call to Action has been a team action podcast. Um, Andrew Guy, Ben Bateman. So after the Civil War, we had our own little schism in the Action Army. Uh, we have to ask everybody this question now: Are you someone who would be Team Guy, Team Andrew Guy, or Team Ben Bateman? Team Trader. Called Team Trader. So there's only one right answer. Um, so here's the thing. I haven't really had a ton of interaction with either of them. Um, so I, I'm not, I don't have a ton to go off of, but I've had more interaction with Bateman. So I'll go, I'll go with that just because of that reason. <laughs> like, there you go, there you go, there you go. Well, I'll I let you know. answer that question later on after you talk to Andrew Guy, our Lord and Savior, a few more times, just so you know. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, maybe I would change my mind if I had more interaction with them. I don't know. Like, I'm, I maybe sometimes those are, those are the fun ones, the people who don't necessarily understand where this question comes from. 
<laughs> but we do have it everywhere. That's our first that's one. That's one. And that's usually how Ben Bateman gets points because most people who watch the show know that there is only one right answer. Gender guy. But that's okay. We'll add slag because you're a big Star Wars fan. So yeah. you, you definitely have earned that. Uh, <laughs> okay, getting off to something else. You played live events, you played studio events, you played on StreamYard. Which one do you prefer? Hmm. <laughs> God, it's hard to say. They all have like ups and downs. I mean, I think like playing from home is pretty nice, but if I if I lived in the LA area and I like was closer to all of the action of the actual Schmodown, like maybe I would prefer the in studio, but because it requires me to like get on an airplane and to get on the airplane, I have to like drink a bunch of alcohol and like take some drugs. And like, I, it's just, you know, curb anxiety. So it's just one of those things that I'm like, it's just easier to just do it from here. Okay. There's less like mind warping preparation that needs to go into it. But uh, yeah, I, not, not that I don't enjoy, you know, LA and all that it has to offer. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I very much enjoy just sitting in my bed playing. It's definitely easier. You make a fair point. But what about live events? Did you like the live event after you played Spectacular? Despite the outcome, like actual playing as a live event? Was that better? It's hard to say because I mean the outcome like really scarred the experience for me. But I it was fun. It was still it was fun. I, I like the energy of the crowd. Like celebration was fun, but at the same time, it kind of like it's sort of I don't want to say it ruins your Star Wars celebration experience, but it definitely oh. like, you have to like spend all this time preparing, and then you it's like, well, I I want to be out on the floor, or I want to be like out at the bars at the after parties, but it's like, no, I have to like stay, I have to stay and study so I won't make an ass of myself on stage. So it was it was still a lot of fun. I would never change anything about that experience. Um, but I think, yeah, if I if I had to pick, like this is. This is the way to go, you know. <laughs> right from home. Okay. Right with the camera. Hell yeah. Right. Yeah. Now we know you're a Rogue One fan, so this might inform your decision here, but are you looking more forward to a Cassie and Andor, the Cassie and Andor series or the Obi Wan series? <clears throat> huh. That's a good question because as much as I enjoy Cassie and Andor, I, he wasn't like the draw for me to Rogue okay. One. He wasn't like the reason that I loved that movie by any means. Um, K2SO was a huge reason that I loved that movie. I love the humor that he brought, that Alan Tudyk brought to the, the film. But I um, I think I'm, I'm more excited to see, because my, my podcast co-host Alice is a huge Ewan McGregor fan. I mean, she's a prequelist. She's a prequel apologist. Like she will defend them until her dying breath. Uh, but she's mostly in it for you and McGregor. Like, let's be honest. And she, <laughs> she just loves him. So I think that I'm really kind of more excited to watch her watch the show, the Kenobi <laughs> show, than I am to see the Cassie and Andor show. That said, I feel like the Cassie and Andor show has, there's more likely, there's a, be a better chance that I'll get some sort of like Rebels tie-in, oh, which definitely. is just the sort of thing on, in this life that I live for is to just any any rebels tie in anywhere in any medium i'm i'm just living for it so i that's it's it's hard to say it's this or that but i'm i'm just really excited to watch alice watch kenobi she's just gonna like she's gonna get such a kick out of it i can't wait <laughs> Fair enough. um speaking of uh rebels ties in and clone wars ties in mandalorian season two we do know that um uh, tamira morrison was cast 
would you rather see him play Boba Fett or would you rather see him play Captain Rex? I would rather never see Boba Fett in anything ever again. So I'm definitely going Captain Rex. Like I just could not, I could not care less about Boba Fett and his his story. Just okay. in the Sarlacc pit. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> let it die. Like, come on. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Man, that's just me. I know that there are hardcore Boba Fett stands out there, and that's fine. Like what you want to like. Boba Fett's not for me. I just, I never, I never cared for him. I never was a huge fan of him, but I almost want to see him get, like, I'd like to see him made so I do care about him, if that makes sense. I'd like to see a story that makes me care about him more, to justify it in a way. Oh, that point. makes sense. That That's a ju that's justifiable. But I think it would be, I just think it would be so cool to see Rex in live action. I just, I mean, who doesn't want that? Like, come on. There you go. You know what? Why not both? He could probably do both. Hey, both. That's true. <laughs> that, is, that option is available. We go there. Okay. Um, how about I got two, like two, two or three more. We'll do. Uh, how about this? It's actually informed because of us what we talked about before. Are you wine or whiskey? I'm not a whiskey fan. Definitely not a whiskey fan. Definitely fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't drink whiskey. I'm just. I'm, I wish I could be one of those girls, but I'm not. <laughs> That's fair enough. Okay. Uh, Clone Wars or Rebels? Rebels. Rebels still. Okay. I wonder if we start off Rebels maybe watch Clone Wars and it changed, but that's cool too. Oh, season seven was fantastic. Um, overall, I, I love, I just have a deeper connection to the Rebels uh, characters. That makes sense. If that's when you got it to first, that's what it usually happens. That's how it usually happens, right? So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about Anakin Skywalker or Luke Skywalker? Oh, God. Ooh. <laughs> I'll take the gun. Neither. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh. I'm not in it. I'm just not in it for either of them. I guess Anakin. Anakin's cool in the Clone Wars. I'll take him in the Clone Wars, but Luke Skywalker's a punk bitch. So. Yeah, I got that. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm that. A lot of people off with that, but it's true. No, I, I love it that. when Paul gets a juicy this or that question, and I feel like that was a juicy one. I will have to throw it out there. It's funny that like, I grew up with this, with this friend of mine who always used to, we always used to go around asking questions to Return of the Jedi. Like, who won that Return of the Jedi battle? Was it Luke or Vader? And I said, oh, well, Luke won, obviously. We're like, no, Vader, let him win. And Because <laughs> Vader wanted Luke to turn and everything else. And they got so pissed off <laughs> about it because they were <laughs> Loose little whiny bitch, and Vader really gonna take it. That's I digress though. But same thing, I get to laugh out of those. I get to laugh out of those people who get very very cute about their Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> like Jeremiah Moore, I love you, Jerry. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jerry, but he, I, I, I'm I not him. sorry. I'm entitled to my opinion. Absolutely, right. absolutely. absolutely. Uh, okay, small screen Star Wars or big screen Star Wars? Now is it like we're going forward? Oh. I don't know. God, small screen is so nice because it's just so much more accessible. I was just thinking about this today about how like mm -hmm. theater, like musical theater, theater needs to be more accessible. And I love that like Hamilton is being brought to like the small screen. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go small screen. Not that like going to a movie theater isn't accessible. I guess may maybe for some people, you know, a, a $10 movie ticket isn't, that's fine. But I, I the small screen, I'll go small screen. Okay. For accessibility reasons. I get that. Yeah. All right. I got one more I'll ask because I'm actually kind of very interested in this myself. Although I heard Kevin, I heard Karloff mention something that might change it, but Kevin Feige involves Star Wars or the Taika Watiti Star Wars. Oh, Taika Watiti is going to be way more fun and funny. 100%. I mean, I'm okay, sure that Kevin good. Feige will be great. I'm sure it'll be great, but I'm, I love, love, love what 
what Taika Waititi brings to anything that he touches. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So I, I'm I'm here for that. And I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things like The Last Jedi where people were pissed about the like the opening your mama joke type of thing that was going on there. They didn't understand the humor. They didn't like the humor that it brought to it. And I have a feeling it's going to be like that. People are going to be like, this is not the humor that belongs in Star Wars because it's going to be something different. Right. And I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I love that the, I love how the humor has evolved in Star Wars films. And I'm excited to see where he takes it. And I think he's the perfect choice to take it in whatever new direction he wants to take it. So I couldn't be more excited for that. Well, we did get that touch with him directing that Mandalorian episode. That that opening sequence with the two stormtroopers was very much like you say, it's a very different kind of humor, but I loved it myself. So I, I agree with that. Although this is what Christian said too. I where it here they said in the chat. It might actually be Kevin Feige producing the Taika Waititi movie. So maybe that's, that's true. That's they movie. could there's a solid chance they may not be two separate things. That totally makes sense. I didn't even think about that myself. I don't know why I didn't think about it, but when I wrote that question, I had that and then I was like, that makes sense to me. But I figured I'd use it anyway. All right. Well, that okay. is gonna end for that. You survived this or that. Thank you very much for those fine answers. Um, at this point, chat, we're going to ask you to start throwing in your questions. Is it now going to be questions from the chat? Streamlabs will get priority, of course. And Super Chat will also get priority, of course. Uh, they'll go on the screen if we can do it. Um, but we're going to get those questions in for Laura or anybody else on screen, and we'll go from there. Uh, but before we do that, I guess we'll talk about our – we'll plug our our show, our network this week. Although I don't know. We haven't talked to Alex about Shmobates. Have we? Have we? Do we know if it's going on this week? I don't know, especially because it is my match that is technically yeah. next with Shmobates. <laughs> um, I have not um, uh, been asked anything yet, so we do not have a date set. Um, I'm sure something will come very soon. Um, so we will get to everyone about Schmobates. I am facing uh, Mr. William Bibiani in the next Schmobates. And then uh, whoever wins that match will go on to play Ben Bateman in the final Schmobates match. That is right. There you go. So there hasn't been a date set yet for mine and Bibs match. And then after that, it will be against Ben Bateman. And then we will crown slash belt the winner of the Schmobates tournament for this season. Right. Alex has done a, a very good job at that. So if you all have not watched any of the Schmobates, uh, please go back and watch some of those. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, tune into those. Make sure that you watch those live so you can get your vote in and decide who wins these matches and uh, be have fun. Yeah. And also, uh, we also always have called action live every Sunday where we go through that week's Schmodown material, Schmodown uh, matches and events of the week, so to speak. Uh, last week, we talked about the four players per faction that would be entering the tournament. We broke that down a little bit, made our guesses on that. Um, also, and of course, I'll, our next two <coughs> chilled actions have, have been set. Uh, we have, we've been doing, I love this. We talk about women in the Schmodown has been a kind of a topic recently. Strong women in the Schmodown. We always had Rachel and Clark were some of the head days. We, we still have some great female competitors and we are on a big female run on chill to action. We had Laura, lovely Laura this week. Next week, we saw in the chat earlier, we have video Drew. Drew Grant will be on chill to action. That's been a long time coming. She's very excited to be here. Uh, we can't wait for that. And then the week after that, we'll have the lovely Sabrina Ramirez on. So that should be another fun time there. Uh, and then beyond that, we'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, love that. It'll be fun. Great lineup. I love it. Yes, we're excited. We have a good time on this show. So uh, thank you to everyone that is in the chat. Make sure that you get your questions in. If you put in a question for Laura earlier, sometimes we can't see them after a little while. So make sure that you write them back in and we will get anything that we need because we're going to head out soon. So get it in there, y'all. Go, go, go. All right, so we have our little question elf somewhere behind the scenes, and they are going to bring up questions as they come and let us know. Um, so if you can find some questions now, that would be great. I'll start with the Streamlabs we had earlier. Yeah, um, we did thank have you. There earlier. Um, we did have Megs who donated and said, what city or event would you want to compete at for your next Schmodown Live event? Ooh. Um, I mean... <laughs> The idea of going back out to LA is like not the most appealing to me. I like it would be great because I would love to see all. I obviously have like now have so many friends out there, and it would be it would be great to see everybody. But um, it's just not my favorite destination. I'm I'm a huge fan of San Francisco. If they want to take the trip, if they want to take the whole thing on the road there, I will look for any excuse to go to San Francisco. Most because I have a really nice place I can go stay. At my cousin's Airbnb. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they come here, like there was talk of. Schmodown coming here in in late May or early June of this year before all of the coronavirus started. I'm super pumped for that. Sorry to see that that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, no, I I mean, despite my my fear of flying, you know, I've got drugs, so I, I'll get on a plane and go anywhere. So it's all yeah. good. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> that I will I will just push and say if you can go to a New York event, New York events seem to always be the best ones. That's just my own. Oh, I so fun yeah it's a fun place to visit i would never live there it's disgusting but it's it's a fun <laughs> place to visit it is it's a lot of fun um, yeah, it's gross. it can be yeah <laughs> malcolm's middle earth media what are your feelings on the rise of skywalker okay Ooh. um so it's sort of evolved um i saw it god was it five times it may have been four times four or five times in theaters and the third time i saw it I, it really grew on me and I, I was sort of able to kind of get past my expectations and enjoy it for what it was. And then the fourth time I saw it, I saw it with my cousins who are like in their forties and fifties. And they were like, I remember leaving the theater and they were just like, what the hell was that? And they were just like, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, you're making really good points. You're making all the points that I thought of the first two times I saw it. And I saw it the third time I thought it was fine. And now I'm kind of back to square one. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, there are, there's one aspect of the rise of Skywalker that I absolutely hands down love and will always love. And that is everything that had to do with Kylo Ren Ben Solo. Mm -hmm. I loved every moment that Adam driver is on screen. I loved everything that they did with this character. I don't even care that they killed him off. It really didn't bother me. Um, I do identify as a Raylo but I'm one of the weird Raylos that doesn't care that he died. And okay. doesn't. So I'm, I'm kind of a, a weird one in that sense, I think, but okay. I, for the most part, definitely isn't my favorite of the sequel trilogy. I love the last Jedi. Um, that's my favorite of, that's my second favorite Star Wars movie. So the rise of Skywalker, a lot of pieces of it didn't sit well with me, but I, I just, I loved the novelization and I nice. loved all the Ben Solo, uh, Kylo Ren stuff. I like that. That's a good call. I like that one too. I love the voices. That's the one that got me the most. Uh, Ahsoka and everybody else. Oh, God. End. Yeah. Yeah. The voices yeah. that I asked were fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. 
You ever seen the video real quick? I know I'm getting into the chat now, but you ever see that video somebody made of uh, the ghost that appeared? They made, they made the ghost, they, they basically filmed the scene, they threw up the ghost in the background, uh, the actual force ghost. I heard about it. I didn't see it. I haven't, uh, it's on my list. I, I think I, I'm sure I have it like saved somewhere in like my bookmarks on Twitter yeah. or something. Like watch this before you record your next <laughs> podcast. And I, it's, that's my, it's on my list. My Chicago queen from our friend, Abby Friel. Uh. Yay, Abby. <laughs> Yay, um, she's the best. Dean Morgan, besides the movies, what do you enjoy most of Star Wars books, TV, video games, etc.? Uh, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but if any any mention of any rebels tie in, I'm I I absolutely live for. So I wasn't I wasn't like a huge fan of the Alphabet Squadron book that came out last summer, but I was a huge fan of the fact that Harrison Dula was in it. So I Same. just like I like lived for that. Like when that was happening, I was so excited. I mean, like I, when I, we were talking about on our, on, on force toast, Alice was like, I would never have read this book if you hadn't been so excited to read it. And I'm glad that I did now, but I'm just like, yeah. And like, that's one of those things that, you know, we kind of balance each other out on our show is that we do have different tastes. But um, in terms of books, if uh, I think the question was like, what do you love in terms of books? Like dark disciple is my favorite star Wars novel. Lost Stars is a really close second. Ooh. Dark Disciple is fantastic. It's really such good. a good story and such a good book. And it's one that I only just recently read for some reason. I like, I, I don't know why I put it. I think I know why I put it off. I put it off because it was like taking place in the prequel trilogy, which isn't exactly my favorite trilogy, not my favorite period of time. Cause it's a lot of battles and a lot of war. And I'm just telling like, <laughs> just get okay. bored but it's such a good story like yeah. it's just out of control highly recommend nice i almost wish they made that into because i know that was from originally clone wars arc that was planned. yeah yeah and you know what i think it worked better as a book i'm not gonna lie like i'm sure it would have been great i'm sure they would have done a good job with it but the fact that you get to spend a lot of time in the characters heads kind of yeah. getting to know what's going on like i think they did it way more justice as a book i i gotta be honest you know you're wrong i would love the idea i would love the chance to be able to compare but i get i get what you're saying on that yeah. um i just um, started reading star wars books so yeah. i i like I, the first book that i'm reading right now is lost stars i have <gasps> yay I have two more chapters left in Lost Stars, so oh. I'm I'm almost done with it, and I'm blown away by it because this is my first time venturing into into the books. So, and then yeah. I'm, I'm and then I'm going to read Bloodline next. I'd have there's 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 your book from the from the bookshelf for the episode, y'all. You it's, can't go wrong with Claudia Gray. You're in yeah. you're in a good space right now. I support it. Is that my suggestion, Dan? Is that what I suggested to you? Yes. Okay. I yes. So. Right. I had I reached out to Paul randomly and I was like, "Look, I'm gonna I I'm in a bookstore right now and I have nothing <laughs> nothing to do during this pandemic. So please suggest a Star Wars book." And Bloodline was Paul's suggestion. So, so it's a good uh, one. Uh, William Harold, what kind of lightsaber do you have? Uh, it's an ultra saber. I I oh. don't know if I could tell you off the top of my head. It's new, so I I got that just actually it was on my birthday funny enough so my birthday was right before my schmodown match and my first one against sean in the tournament and i want i had been i had told myself after or after like my that october match that i played against emelanta if i win i will upgrade 
my savers and, and get, and I will get a new one. Um, and I'll get a nice one. Cause you know, I just had like the dumb little toys, or whatever. I still have them somewhere, but <laughs> that, I was that like, little... I'm, I'm... <clears throat> go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That little promo that you did, like where you pulled the saber out from behind you, like right there, like where you're sitting in that. Whole thing, like, oh. <laughs> that was so good. I love that so much. Oh, that was thrilling. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's sitting just off to the left. I can't reach it now, but um, the uh, it's, it's an ultra saber. I'm not sure which model it is, but I bought it uh, off of a dude on Facebook marketplace on my birthday because I wanted a nice saber and I tried to order one online and it got stolen either by the post office or like by one of my neighbors or something like I got the package and it was empty and it was the most depressing day of my life. It was awful. It, but then I, when I saw that somebody local was selling one um, and I had taken the day off of work, I went and picked that one up. I actually bought two of them. So I have a second one that everyone will get to see someday, but nice. not for <laughs> now I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that one. I'm, I'm liking it a lot. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, another stream lab from Megs again. Meg, actually, happy belated birthday! Happy belated birthday! Happy birthday, Meg! And so, which Star Wars movie has had the most impact on you personally? Ooh, I think the Last Jedi did. Um, as much as I love Rogue One, and that was, you know, I think it had a lot to do with shaping me as a Star Wars fan. The sort of message and everything. I, I think that. I got out of The Last Jedi is really what stuck with me and what meant the most to me. And it's one of those that every time I watch it, like that scene with Yoda and Luke where he is, where they're talking about failure and how, you know, you're, we are what they grow beyond like that. Oh God, it just kills yeah. me every time. And I think at the time that I saw that movie, it was like one of those things where I was, at, at you know in my non schmodown life and my in my work life i was sort of a new manager like i had a, a direct report and that was sort of a fairly new experience for me um and that kind of it just really spoke to me that line in the movie just really stuck to me and it hit me when i needed to hear it and it um i think that's sort of been the movie that's meant the most to me as a star wars fan and just kind of as a human <laughs> that's very nice <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we had a super chat earlier. I can't bring up. It's a little late now, but it was there before from Digan S. Broad, and he just said, no offense to Ace, but Laura, you will destroy him. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. You know, I think we're set for an upset at some point in this tournament, and I hope it's not me, um, but I I do think that it's going to happen at some point, and I'm excited to watch it go down, but yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be my match against Ace, unfortunately for him. I don't. I don't think so either. I love Ace, but I, I don't think so. He's not quite there yet. I don't think yeah, so. same. It's been interesting to see the caliber of players on there, and it's it's unfortunate for me as as a, a, sorry, Laura, but like as a swag fan to to admit <laughs> that like I don't feel like Ace is like quite to the caliber as everyone else in the in the tournament so far. So, all right, uh, got another one. Ross Bristow wants to say why is it why is two called attack of the clones because zero attack i guess you do have the clones do battle the droids right that's technically attacking right yeah the battle of genosis there's some there's some attacking going on there i think oh, yeah 
They, they um, attack the clones, I guess. Yeah. I got it. I never even thought about that. That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, we did have one more super chat, then I'll go back to our regular questions. Uh, let's get ready to talk Schmodown podcast. It's either going to be Suge, Justin, or Ferris. Most likely Suge, as we love big friends, big fans of that and big friends of them. Uh, they say, Likewise. Hey, Laura. Hey, Laura, can you give us your thoughts on Star Wars Resistance from the Bearded Guys? <laughs> oh, I don't have a lot of thoughts because I really haven't seen it. Um, because okay. I I think I got seven episodes in and gave up. Um, just it, That show wasn't made for me. And that's okay. There are some Star Wars that aren't made for me as an adult fan. And I have learned to accept that. Um, and that that Star Wars Resistance is one of them. Just I I just couldn't get past the any of it. <laughs> it's very much like before. This is even lower than equity, basically. Although I will say, the end of season one, which I did get to the end of season one, the end of season one is actually has some good moments in it. But I I've heard I that. I've heard that, and you know, I I've heard that there are some there's some sort of fun stuff in season two as well. And I, I like that they took some of the characters a little deeper, and we got to know like. I mean, we did recaps on my show. So Alice Alice actually took that bullet and watched them and then did the, the recaps. And then I just got to be like, wait, they did what? They went into a weird force cave? What is that? Like, like I mean, that kind of stuff. Like, it was, it was me getting to ask the questions while she was just like, I don't know. I watched it while I was drunk, so I'm not sure. And it was, so I, it was, it was an interesting experience, but it, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I, I just wish I, I wish I could have forced myself to watch it. I just don't want to. So I'm not it. going to. <laughs> I saw season two like held somewhere. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll get to it someday, but who knows? And that's bad for me because I used to watch everything too. So but we'll have to see. Um, okay. A little uh, background elf. We have any more questions? There we go. Hobbit F Andy. <laughs> Hi Laura. What's it like being so fucking awesome? That's a good question. I like that question. It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. I love it. It's, you know, it's one of those things that it comes with the territory of being part of corruption. You just, you have to be awesome or you just have to get out. So I, I really didn't have any choice in the matter, to be honest. So here we are. <laughs> You've adapted Thanks, well, my friend. You have adapted well. Thank you. Yes. Jillian, immensely. Laura, can we still go out for drinks next time you're in LA, despite all our Twitter feuds? Because hashtag <laughs> corrupted you. Yay, Jillian! Absolutely, Look. yeah. If somebody forces my hand and gets me out to LA again at some point, we were like I said, I like I actually have friends out there now. I have people I can like hang out with and talk to, and yeah, I I, I remember like before. The, I think it was the day before the match against Sean. I like sent them. I sent her and Sean a message, and I was like, "This is the time where." Where we would normally like go out for like dinner or drinks or something, just like one last hurrah before the match, and and we can't do that. And I'm really sorry that we can't do that, but cheers anyway. And yeah, so someday we'll get to make up for it, and I look forward to that day. Maybe even December. Maybe we'll have to say December. December. If, if we got to keep our fingers out. crossed. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Okay. Next. Ben Rainier, love Mr. Ben Rainier, the media sweaties network. Who would who would you prefer to play, Sam Witwer or Alex Damon? Oh man, I am on a quest for revenge against Alex Damon. I like uh, it's hard. It's a hard call because I would love to play Sam Witwer because I I'm fairly 
confident I could beat him. <laughs> like, I know, nice. that, you know, like, I, I think that he, I know that he knows his stuff, but it's like, does he have the time to sit and study and prepare for something that is of the caliber that we are all having to play at in, mm-hmm. in these matches? I don't think he is. I don't think he's prepared for something like that. Um, like four years ago, that it would have been a different story right. and it was a different level of questions that we were getting. But mm-hmm. I don't think that Sam, I maybe I'm wrong and maybe he'll come back someday and he'll prove me wrong. But at the point in time that we are now, I don't think that he would hold up. It would be interesting to see what were come back, but I do think that like, that would be an excellent match to see. And I'd love to hear you. <laughs> To, to hear that from you, that your confidence in that, because we saw Whitworth blow through a lot of stuff in this whole division. So I love that. I mean, anybody who can like talk to Dave Filoni about continuity and hang with them is definitely someone who's worth fighting or worth uh, matching up against, so to speak. But I agree. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, you can know all you want. You can know everything about continuity, but can you, can you pull it in, yeah. in the situation, you know, Good. like, can you pull the deep cuts? Do you know the behind the scenes stuff? Like, do you, that's the kind of stuff that's important in, in matches like these. And if you, it, it, I think he would be a big question mark as to how well he would do, to be totally right. honest. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's out there going to, maybe he's the one writing all the pub trivia questions <laughs> that or all the virtual <laughs> trivia questions that every like trivia company that's ever existed is doing right now online. Like, I don't know, you know, like who am I to say? I don't know anything. I don't know Sam what or anything about him, but I wouldn't have passed him. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but yeah, I just, I don't know when he was playing. Cause I just recently watched some of his matches recently. I was watching, I was trying to watch cause I was expecting to play Ken Napsock. So I was watching some of his old <laughs> matches and I like, you know, the caliber of questions, it was just a different level, man. Like it just, it wasn't the same as it is now. And I just don't know if he yeah. could hang. I got to be honest, like may- maybe, but I, I just, I don't feel confident in his chances of being able to, to hang in the sort of caliber of questions that we are getting these days. Fair enough. Fair I enough. love that. Got next question. Merc with a movie blog. How does it feel to know that when you beat Ace, you'll be the second person to ever win three Star Wars matches? That True. will feel sweet. And I will be so freaking mad if that's not the case because think about the alternative is that he walks in here and walks away with three wins <laughs> what the actual hell like that, that just would not be right it would not be i just i won't stand for it i just won't i mean <laughs> can you eat like can you even Im- i would just oh god i'm getting angry thinking about it I feel like <laughs> in clue where i'm just like flames on the side of my face <laughs> like i just i just would be so freaking angry so it'll yeah there's just no way there's no i I won't allow it i won't stand for it deep breaths deep breaths <laughs> cleanse <laughs> no for for someone who's uh first time first time coming into the star wars league versus <laughs> laura kelly who has actually competed for a belt to, yeah. to to achieve that over Laura yes. Kelly would be oh I swear to God man I just can't I I can't even fathom it I I how dare that person bring that God no Merc <laughs> no big no. no. to Merc with a movie blog hanging out with us thank you so much all right next Dean Morgan what fan base were you most attached to before the Force Awakens oh, that's an interesting point. 
Oh, you know, I really wasn't. There really wasn't anything before that for me. I just like, oh, I mean, I guess in terms in, in fandom outside of Star Wars, it was Harry Potter. Oh. Yeah, I, I was thinking like in Star Wars and I'm like, well, there wasn't anything in Star Wars before Force Awakens as far as I'm concerned. But it was it was uh, it was definitely Potter for me for a long time. There would have been a time where I could have if there had been like a Harry Potter league in this game, like I could have hung with that group when I was like 17 years old, like that was a long time ago. So that was, that was pre, I think, Schmodown existence, but it, uh, yeah, that, that was it for me. And, you know, I've, I've gone through sort of other fandoms like that BBC Sherlock show. Uh, that was like a big, that was a big thing for me for a long time, but that fandom was hard to stick with because it was like three episodes every three years or something crazy. Um, right. And I'm trying to think of what else there's sort of been. Those are the ones that come to mind. Like BBC Sherlock and Harry Potter were big ones for me. Really quick, Laura, you and I, I, I feel like you and I are both around the same age. Like, w were you ever around in like the Harry Potter live journal days? No, I was a muggle net girl. I don't know if that was like a, a different fan site or was is live journal. Was that fan fiction or something? No, well, Live Journal was just basically like it was basically like an online journal site, but it had all of like these okay. different communities that were part of it. But like there was this big Harry Potter community inside of Live Journal where like it, different groups and I can't even I can't even think of how to explain it. But uh, OK, that's all. Oh, that's funny. No, I missed out on that. But I was yeah, I was like addicted to MuggleNet. I followed Muggle that Net. site every yeah, day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have a Star Wars site you go to now? Like you know, a message board or anything of like that nowadays that you go to? At Not all? really. No, I'm all about Twitter. You know, it's just that's kind of where I find all my stuff, all the rumors. I follow enough people that I get enough. Uh, you know, I give a fairly comprehensive uh, news feed in terms of things I need to know and rumors I need to know just from Twitter. So there isn't really one site that I follow over the other. Fair enough. Uh, we do have a super chat from the French Taunter. Laura, are you preparing to beat your opponent or the question writers? That seems to be the difference. Wow. That's an amazing <laughs> question. And that's an amazing way to come at it. Definitely. I mean, you have to like, you really do kind of have to think about it that way and try and get inside the question writers heads. It's, it's really, that's the much bigger. I think that's kind of, that should probably be every player's strategy is like anticipating the questions in that fashion rather than trying to anticipate your opponent's weaknesses. I mean, I need, I think you need both, but um, yeah. part of anticipating the questions and getting there in the question it, that just comes from experience. And that just comes from playing, playing these matches over and over again. And I, whether you're playing along or you're playing live or you're, you're actually in the room and you're the competitor playing, I think you really have to, that's a big thing is trying to, trying to anticipate and you really can't it's just the minute you think that you have it they're going to throw a curveball at you like that's how it's been with this tournament where you're going to get a random behind the scenes or a random five pointer thrown into round one and it's just going to come out of nowhere so it's yep. it's one of those things that it's really hard to it's hard to prepare for these types of things you you just never really know what you're going to get and you just have to try and be prepared for all of it but then when you do that then you focus in on things you don't need to be you know it's you got to find the balance there so it, it's rough. None of us have an easy task at this. And I, I will say that uh, Josh and, and Ace had the hardest time of it coming into it with like two weeks heads up that this tournament was even happening and then they had to play. Right. So I'll, I'll yeah. give them props for that. That's that's rough, um, especially since we're sort of seeing a different kind of a different style, a different caliber of questions like right. that. They had the hardest task ahead of them. 
uh, coming into it, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. We got some more. Robert Adams, what is the best way to answer movie trivia questions? <laughs> Sober, drunk, or stoned? Oh, God. It's not stoned. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not the answer. The um, I don't know. Like I, Alice and I, we, we drink in our show while we're recording. We don't get like wasted. I mean, we're like one or two beers, one or two glasses of wine. And usually I can still hang and still answer. Like we do trivia in every episode of our show and I can still answer them usually for the most part. Um, sober's tough too, though, because then you're like, it can be a little, be a little shaky, but that's probably your best bet. The, the answer is definitely not being caffeinated because I've found that that's like, then you're oh. really like shaking and you really can't doing that it's really hard to hold a whiteboard up in like yeah. in the view of the screen and try and write while you're like caffeinated and shaking uh i'll i'll say that but yeah no i would i sober is probably the way to go safe okay. option <laughs> probably as well Eric Frederick, loved Eric Frederick from the Action Army. Uh, would you have preferred Rebels to have been live action? I know I would have. Hmm. I don't know. It, I mean, I think it's hard to even wrap my mind around it because when you think about what what kind of budget they were working with, it's like it just would not have been realistic at all. And who knows what kind of, like we could have gotten something so much worse if they hadn't, uh, I think, gone animated with it. So it's hard to say, but I don't know. I like Star Wars Squadrons is the trailer that just came out the game. And there's the you can it's not live action Hera, but it's a different style of animation that you're seeing of that character. And I'm kind of like, eh, that's different. <laughs> like, it's like, it's fine. Like, I don't, I don't mind it. There's going to be different interpretations, especially if we ever do see the character in live action, there's going to be different interpretations of it. Yeah. It's not going to look the sa the way that I'm used to seeing it right? Um, or the way that I want to see it. And I'm open to that. Like same goes with the Tano. If we see that character live action, mm -hmm. people have to be prepared for the fact that it is not going to look how you thought it was going to look in your head. It's yeah. not going to look like the animated character. It is going to be a different interpretation and it's gonna be fine. <laughs> like everyone, everyone just needs to be cool and be yeah. chill with it. It's it's fine. And I'm sure there um, will be, be no argument. There'll be no there'll be nobody upset about it at all. I'm sure. No, no one's gonna argue or bitch about it on Twitter. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, not. definitely um, not. It's gonna be totally oh, fine. No. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I like. I, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars Rebels, so it's hard for me to imagine it any other way because I love it for what it is, genuinely. Um, so I think I would I would probably just keep it keep it as is but teach that. their own it'd be cool to see live action ezra kanan whomever definitely awesome to see a live action thrawn i would love that Ooh, but yeah yeah. That. yeah yeah but i love rebels I and I, I wouldn't change it let's see a live action honda be honest with you I, I, you know cool. if you've if you've been to galaxy's edge you've seen a live action honda <laughs> true, i loved it i loved every second yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's dope it's pretty cool that's cool uh, Jeremiah Morris, did you get excited when Caleb Dune was in the Clone Wars? I I did. I'm really ex I was excited, but I'm glad that I didn't get more excited than I was and expect too much of it because I think people will be like, "Oh, what if they show like Order sixty six from from Depa Balaba's view with Kanan?" I'm just like, they're not going to do that. They did it in a comic. They're not going to do it because they've already done it. So I wasn't expecting that, and I'm glad that I didn't raise my expectations to that level. Um, and I, I was fine that they did the. They did a little nod to Rebels in, in, in season seven, and I will, I'll take it. Fair enough, fair enough. Speaking of animated series, I'm going to sneak this in here. 
Would you like to see, like, I want to see an animated series of Luke and Ben together building up the Jedi Order. I think that'd be so sweet. Getting Mark it Hamill would be cool. Luke, Mark Hamill to voice a young Luke in a way. Oh. I don't know. That's just my own thing. So. All right. Uh, next That'd question. Ryan Kramer. Laura loved the change to lights out as it used to sound like many people were saying luminous Laura Kelly instead of the luminous a noun. Can you explain where luminous came from? Um, it's pretty simple. That was, I think that was, I don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. That was a Christian Harloff poll. Um, he, I, or maybe it wasn't, I don't know, but he's the one who informed me. This is your, this is your nickname. And I was like, okay. And it was 30 minutes before I went on stage at the, uh, in the studio match, uh, and, and had to play my match against, against Andrew. So yeah, it was, it was kind of just like, ah, uh, I don't know. There's so many other things happening right now. Like that's the, do you need my approval? Do I need to sign? I don't, whatever. Like <laughs> it's fine. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't fully know where it came from. I wasn't part of the, uh, the decision to, to make that my name. I liked it. It was cute. It was kind of star Warsy. I love that. It sort of felt star Warsy in the name. Um, but nice. I, I'm much more comfortable in the role I'm in now. I'll say that. Light sound. I get that. I like that. I uh, got one more. <laughs> Dagan has broad. Do you think we'll see Disney make an episode 10, 11, and 12 in the next 15 years? Yeah, I would guess it'd be sooner than that. I would sooner. go, um, okay. yeah, I would go less than 10 years. Less than 10 years. Do you want that? I don't know. <laughs> Here's my thing is that they, I think obviously it's dependent on Daisy Ridley, right? And mm. Five years doesn't feel like enough distance. Mm -hmm. That doesn't feel long enough. But 10 years feels too long to the point where people won't care anymore. Not, not that they won't care anymore, but you'll. I feel like people will sort of fade away from the Star Wars fandom, or at yeah. least a portion of them will. So five isn't long enough. Ten's too long. I'm going to go like seven. Yeah. I think they could be drawn back at that point. That is enough time to get away from it. They have, we still have the Mandalorian and the, the smaller stuff and maybe the Feige movies and what else would you do there. But all yeah. I have, the only thing I ask, and like I, I know Christian mentioned, other people mentioned it, just have a plan this time. Just have like a trilogy plan. Oh, God, yes. God, <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> That's what happened in the sequel trilogy. That's Were we all thinking the same thing? Like, I, I mean, at the end of it, because I, I was one of those people that I, they, people would be like, you do, do you think they have a plan? And I'd be like, of course they have a plan. Yeah, that's you don't pay thought. $4 billion for something and not have a plan. Of course they have a plan. Why would you even ask me that? That's so stupid. And now I like, I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, they paid $4 billion for something and they didn't have a plan. Oh my God. How would you do that? How would you? I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't even fathom paying a million dollars for something and not having a plan. Like, exactly. Like, I mean, you could knock, people could knock the prequels all they want, whatever. George Lucas had an idea. This is where I'm starting. This is where I'm finishing. You need that trilogy. Otherwise, it's not a trilogy. Why are you having the trilogy? Yeah, that yeah. yeah. Have either, a plan. Either have a plan or just do standalone movies. And that's fine, too, if you want to do standalones. I get that. Let directors take on their thing. Give me a Denis Villeneuve Star Wars, just a random one-off. Give me a, you know, even a Chris Nolan. I don't know, anybody like that. But, like, sure. But if you have a trilogy, give me a, give me a plan. So there, there you go. Exactly. Planned out trilogy with Favreau and Filoni at the helm. Yeah, that would make a whole lot of sense to me. So that'd be cool. I'd be down. All right. Is that? I think is that it. Do we have any more questions there? Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. I'm gonna now that that is it. So I guess that's where we'll wrap up our 
our show tonight. Laura, why don't we uh, let you plug where you are at and where we can find you outside of uh, here? <laughs> sure. Um, follow me on Twitter for a fun Star Wars silliness. It's at shut up underscore Laura. And my show is at force toast pod, um, like force ghost, but toast. And then the uh, I do a little bit of writing on our on our blog, which is forcetoastpod.com. You can find that there. And you can also find all the places that you can listen to our show. There's a full list. We're on, you know, iTunes. We're at all the big ones. Um, and yeah, the Schmodan match that I play next is July 1st. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited. I, I think it's going to be it's going to go well, if I had to guess. Me too. Can I ask, actually, can, where your Twitter handle? <laughs> I, I really want to know that actually. <laughs> um, it's it's a stupid story. Um, so it's a uh, the I, I was a big fan of the show Thirty Rock when that was on, okay. and one of the writers on that show, uh, his name is John Lutz, and his Twitter handle is Shut Up Lutz, and it's a <laughs> common expression on the show Thirty Rock is Shut Up Lutz. And so oh. when I was making my Twitter in 2012, that was top of mind. So there you go. <laughs> It's not yeah. uninteresting of a story. <laughs> are, are you excited for the new episode that they're going to do? I am very much. I'm excited. Me I love to, I live and die for anything Tina Fey does, anything she touches. I'm fully here for her, So I'm cool. excited. I right. loved 30 Rock. I, I very, very much enjoyed that, that show. So I'm super pumped for that. This is very nice to hear. Yay. Yeah. It's great. Yes. Well, that is it for us on Chill to Action. Laura, again, thank you so much for hanging out with us on this Monday night. Uh, thank you so much to everyone hanging out in the chat. We really appreciate all of your questions for tuning in. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. And as always, uh, Paul, really quickly, where can we find you? Oh, at Paul underscore Denuzio on Twitter. You can find me on here every week with my lovely co-host, my work wifey, Danny. Uh, you can find me on the an Action Industries YouTube channel, Ben and Drew's channel. I do a weekly show called Class Action, where I put up two things up against each other, two movies, whatever, and we discuss and break them down in five custom-made categories. And finally, I also opened up my own YouTube channel called PLD Projects. Uh, I've done a show on V, the 80s sci-fi franchise I love. I will be starting the Ed Harris of the Harriston soon, where I go through all of Ed Harris's filmography. I will make you love him like I do, or I will die trying. Uh, and finally, I might... Decided to go live tonight, PLD Projects, live hang. I do every once in a while with friends from the Action Army. Um, so look out for that on Twitter. I'll post it if I do. Uh, and that's it. That's it for me. Yeah, and you know me. You can find me on Twitter at DannyJoy, D-A-N-N-D-A-N-I-E-E-J-O-Y. You can find me there uh, as usual and here every Monday. Thank you all so much to everyone in the chat and from everyone in the Action Army. As always on this Monday, we salute you. All right, you know what? I have one thing. Uh, I do have a our elf is advised. We're gonna show this, this is why we can't.
Nice. That was nice. I never actually got a shot to see that. They actually fitted our, our team, our crack team finished that, I guess, during the uh, during the show. And uh, that's how we're debuting it. So next week it'll be video drew. So that was scary. <laughs> that was scary for me too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely should be. Again, thank you all so much. We'll see you next week. We'll see you soon. We salute you. Salute. Bye. Merp. Merp.